1: It's still not too late for Justin Herbert to get on Accutane. Welcome to a divisional round edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. Danny Dimes coming to the link? Yes, please. This is best case scenario. Bring it on. Uh, with us, as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, former Chiefs legend Doug Peterson returns to Arrowhead this weekend. Are you worried?
0: I'm not at all because Andy Reid owns all of his former coaches. This is going to be, this is a great time for all of us who are still in the playoffs, except for our guest, of course.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, we, we got Washington Commanders fan, Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how's it feel to know that three teams from the NFC East are still alive in the playoffs?
2: It's, it does feel good to be a part of the best division in football history.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, and as we uh, mentioned, joining the show today, you know her, you love her. She's back. We got Bill's fan, Aaron Vale. What's up, Aaron?
3: Hey guys, uh, I've talked myself into why the Bills are going to win on Sunday, like, and why the Bills are going to lose on Sunday three separate times in the last 30 minutes alone. Um, so it's been a lot of back and forth after the game on Sunday.
1: Um, well, yeah, where you, you squished the fish.
3: Definitely sustained some uh, psychic damage from that, but, you know, we, we survived in advance. We're alive for another week. Could be the last one. We'll, we'll see. It's exciting. It's good. What do you what's guys say now? Reason,
2: hold on. What's the best reason you got right now for why they're going to lose?
3: Um, the Bengals are really good. Joe Burrow's really good. Um, you know, just just things happen. This this game was supposed to happen obviously weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and it didn't. I was nervous then, I'm nervous now. It's just they're they're good. And what we saw from the Bills on Sunday um angered me in a way that I didn't think was possible. So it's mainly the bills beating themselves. It would be the same problem for why they would lose. I did that. Have that l- is just week to week. What is possible every single week.
0: I went to Vegas this weekend. I had a five team parlay going everything hit except for the bills plus 13 and a half. And I got, I thought I got value.
3: Yeah. Look, I, I didn't think that that line should have been so big knowing that the bills dolphins games from the regular season were so close. So I did not quite think it was going to be, you know, the 17 nothing blowout that it started to be. But I definitely did not like how the rest of the game went. But we can get into it. It's fine. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, you squish the fish or, you know, mangle the bangles. Are you guys saying something else? Is it like
3: no? I don't.
1: I, <laughs> the I Bills' rallying cry for this. There's game. not
3: a thing for the Bengals. Like Squish the Fish is a decades-old Buffalo Miami rivalry. You know, it, it doesn't compare. Squish the Fish is what we say, and we can still say there was a chant uh, that I learned that when OJ Simpson played for the Bills and we played Miami, it was Miami's got the oranges, oranges, but we've got the juice. So like Miami, there's a lot to work with, but the Bengals they're not really, not really part of it. It's not the same. Tame so, the cat. Bengal- yeah,
2: We're good. we're gonna have some chili, on your head.
3: Right, so chili I sucks. I don't know, but chili's good. So it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to a, workshop that.
1: Cinci Cinci in a is Does that work? No. I
0: I, I think no. You were, you were close to the right track earlier. I think maybe Mangala the Bengals. Hmm. You know, All right. perform okay. horrible Nazi surgeries on the bank <laughs> Yeah, building. yeah, I'm yeah. Stay
3: away I... from that one, but, you know, <laughs> people can use All it.
1: Right. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's start by talking about what we hated about watching football the previous week. Danny, you were in Vegas this past weekend. What'd you hate about watching football?
0: Well, besides the aforementioned bills costing me $400, which I assume is coming out of uh, Aaron's bank account. Um, <laughs> I think what I hated is we're already starting to hype up the Chargers next season. It's always the next (laughs) season with these guys. They just got done doing what we all should have expected them to do, which was lose in a comedically satisfying way. And not 24 hours later, there are still people willing to go on television and say, this isn't the year. This wasn't the year. Next year's the year. They'll fire Lombardi. They'll get Joe Payton or Sean Payton, or they'll keep, they'll get some hotshot new OC and he'll unlock pizza face's new secret powers and their hundred million dollar defenders won't get mangled by Dr. Moreau or whoever the team has working back there. Mm -hmm. And the plan's going to finally come together. It's starting to remind me of the people who said Trump was going to jail like this, this (laughs) time, this time though, this time he really did it. He just tried to sell the nuclear codes as NFTs. He's out of there. We got him. He just gave the shocker to Angela Merkel. It's over. It's not over. It's never going to happen. They just got around to showing us a tax return, kind of. The man is not going to prison just because we want him to or just because it makes total sense that he should. And the Chargers aren't good just because they should be either. That's just not how it works. When I say a team is charging, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does it mean winning? (laughs) Does it mean winning a game? No, it doesn't mean that. It means pulling your own pants down at the end of games and helping a funny team get further than they deserve to. That's chargering. Maybe after Mahomes' career is over in 12 years, a real opening will come along. But until then, we got to get used to Trump enjoying his freedom and the chargers enjoying themselves (laughs) at the pro bowl. How is
1: Brandon Staley still have a job? Like everybody around him is getting fired. And he's just looking around like, I'm still here. What the no, hell is I, going on?
0: And I wrote into this little rant, Sean Payton, uh, thinking that there, it was a lock that he would get fired today. That, it still might happen. It's They're already talking about him. St- I hate when the rumor mill starts, and you know this has gotten way further. These, they're definitely keeping him. And, I mean, great for me. Great for all us Chiefs fans.
1: I'm glad you said comedically satisfying because you know when it was 27-0 Chargers, we, we did this. We started group texting like, it's going to start, it's going to happen, right? Like, yeah. this is going to start going down and... We knew. To a T.
0: <laughs> now, you did try to employ the same logic for the Buccaneers and that did oh, of not course. work. course. Yeah.
1: I was just poking Brady with a stick. Like, is there anything st- still in there? What are you doing, No. Dude?
3: No. Felt so good. Felt we're. I mean, I know we're not really free of Brady yet. I know that there's still, you know, he could go back to the AFC East, but Last night, it was just, it was nice that it was so boring. Like, it was nice that it was just, he literally went out with a whimper. Like, not a bang, just rolled over and and died, so. Yeah,
0: well, his life is over. I mean, he's staring right into the void. There's nowhere else to go.
3: Was it worth it, Tom? Was it worth... Not seeing your family because you uh, lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Cowboys? I mean, I don't know.
2: We've also never considered the fact that Brady's family might suck. Yeah, he's kissing (laughs) his kid all the time, but what if the kid's making him do it? That's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What if if Giselle's just henpecking him day in, day out? Maybe she's sleeping with another guy. Maybe it's like the Fablemans. I finally watched Mm. it. It's about a guy getting cucked. He gets cooked. Yeah. Maybe that's his life. Maybe that's Brady's life behind the scenes.
3: I don't I don't know. I'm on Giselle's side. I also am on Giselle's side in the sense that we saw that like witchcraft is real Mm -hmm. because of what she did to him or stopped doing and stopped helping him this year. So like that's really big. Like we know that witches are real. Giselle is a witch. I feel like that should be a bigger deal, and we're not really talking about that.
2: We thought Tom Brady was the one with the the death orbs, but she had the orbs. Yeah. yeah. And was letting him like rub right. Them and stuff.
3: Right. And then this year, he wasn't allowed to rub them. And we saw what happened. So and he's
2: trying well, anything to, to get a little
1: juice out of it. He's going to smooch his kid. Maybe there's some loose uh, Giselle yeah. juice in there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's move on. Aaron, what'd you hate about watching football this week?
3: What I hated about football this week actually came after the game on Bills' game on Sunday. I was watching TikTok, as I often do. um, And I saw a TikTok of a crying child Dolphins fan being consoled by his dad, and the dad being like, It's okay. They played a really good game. You know, they probably should have beat the Bills. And I felt emotional at that and that and then I got mad that I felt bad for Dolphins fans because earlier in the day I had focused my hate so strongly on Mike McDaniel and and just like the Bills season cannot end to Mike McDaniel wearing a tie-dye beanie and giant sunglasses from 2010, who's vaping on the sideline. Like, I was just like, you know, as as much as I was annoyed at how the Bills played, I was like, thank God we beat the Dolphins. Like, fuck the Dolphins. Like, this is awesome. Like, uh, rivalries reignited, whatever. And then I saw that TikTok, and it just, I feel like I saw my past, present, and future of being a Bills fan and knowing what it's like to be in that, in that situation. So then I felt empathy again. And oh, then no. that made me mad. So I feel like that is what I hated most about watching football is instead of just like enjoying the, the barely escaping with the win and just like, thank God we ended the dolphin season. I had to then feel bad about it because of that TikTok that I saw.
2: <laughs> it's okay, son. Mike McDaniel will get to hit his flavored
3: vape in
2: public <laughs> next year. It's going to be all right.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Mike McDaniel has another chance to destroy Tua's brain forever, you know, so we get to live another day. Come back in
0: 2023, we're both celebrating these bad decisions that have already been made for next season. I mean, we're at least going to both be in the playoffs again. I I think that that's been guaranteed by some of these horrible moves.
3: Yeah. So yeah. that, that's what I hated most of all. And I did hate a little bit. Sorry, this is just the second addendum. The Brady conversation of if Tom Brady goes to Miami or the Jets. I know he can't really hurt us anymore, but just the 20 plus years of him being in the AFC East, I'm still kind of working through that in therapy. And it's just going to be a whole other thing if he comes back, you know? So just not, just kind of hate that discussion.
0: Bring him to Vegas. I'll, I'll take the hit and we can all
3: okay thank you Danny all right I appreciate week. that
0: and we all go to Allegiant Stadium and we win that money back for me that the Bills lost
3: okay yeah that I, sounds like a plan I love it I love that the it revolves around you getting your $400 back but... I
0: earned it it's Josh
2: <laughs> Allen who for, is sure. Wrong.
3: for sure for <laughs>
0: sure Jamel
2: what'd you hate about watching football uh I, I guess it's kind of similar to Aaron's I, the realization that I might just actually love the Cowboys. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I know. No, listen, guys. Like some this Stockholm weekend, Syndrome shit. Yesterday, I won, I won $275 off Dalton Schultz scoring the first touchdown. Now yeah. It was thanks to a conversation with Dan over the weekend. And I was like, oh, Dalton Schultz. That's a, that's a lock. And I knew it was a lock. Because I know the Cowboys better than I know the Commanders. For years, I have hated the Cowboys so much that I know they're... I'm watching practice squad footage. She's like, oh, look at these idiots out there. Oh, oh God. Oh, Matt McCarthy. Look at this fat bitch. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I actually love them. And I knew exactly what that game was going to look like. And I did enjoy watching it. I knew it was going to... Zeke. Was gonna run for what twelve carries for n- negative five yards <laughs> and a touchdown and a Somehow touchdown and Tony sweat. Tony Pollard is gonna look two hundred percent better than him and still be the backup and he's gonna get harder hit harder than anybody I've ever seen and I'll probably see his belly button and then a Dak's gonna run for a touchdown and almost throw his shoulder out doing that stupid punch thing. And then Dalton Schultz with this long neck piece of shit is going to have the game of his life. And CeeDee Lamb, every time he gets a first down, he's going to do the, the the drugs thing. Every time he gets a first down, it's like a hit of drugs. And then when I saw it, and then speaking of which, then I see Michael Irvin in the booth with Jerry, and I oh, knew yeah. he was safe. I knew he had the best cocaine South Florida had to offer, and they had cocaine and blankets for Michael Irvin, and that made me feel good inside and i was like what is the last 30 years of my life even been about so
1: let me ask you something jamel uh aaron said she saw a crying dolphins kid felt sorry for him a little bit remember last year where the when the cowboys got eliminated uh by the niners on that Dak weird <laughs> qb scramble and then they couldn't spike the ball in time it cut yeah. around the stadium and they were just Cowboys fans in shock. They were, there were tears. Some people were like on their knees because they, they didn't have the strength to stand anymore. I loved that. I <laughs> didn't feel one bit bad for him. So, do you, did you start to kind of feel, was that part of the turn or when did this happen?
2: Well, see, that I like, I remember I was like, ha, yeah, ha, ha. And then I got blackout drunk afterwards. So it was like, was I really happy? <laughs> did i really need the, that eighth shot of evan williams because the cowboys lost so
1: but you're feeling great today you're saying you didn't do that after they won
2: i you i just felt a sense of calmness come over me when they won god well
0: this is growing
2: up
3: <laughs> is I, it?
0: Don't th- I don't
1: I, know
2: what it uh, is
3: it's upsetting i think
2: betraying
1: who you were raised as, yeah. you should have become.
3: Uh,
2: disgusting. It's
3: like disgusting an existential stuff. crisis that we've never seen before.
2: Yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of, I, it's like, um, it's like real early in Cheers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When Ted dances, like, no, nah, I'm not, hell no, I ain't fucking, what's her face? Oh, uh, her? No way. Eight seasons later, it's like, He's, so I you're in a, a
3: will-they-won't-they they relationship with the, with the Cowboys and your yeah. allegiance to
2: them. And I think I will. Wow.
1: So you're one of these people who will who will fuck an enemy. Like, you will have sex with somebody but, you don't actually you don't like.
0: But he loved them the whole time. That's the point. That is, sure. that that is. Oil is and the point. Because... Loved them the whole time. So I what if spent you... more
2: time thinking about how I hate the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then you have so that they, realization,
0: Act Three, you're like, I love the cat. I get I totally you love get them that. all along.
3: So you the would would you
2: took the glasses off, put the ponytail yeah. down. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you are, you do got damn, you do be kind of
3: Would you go back and tell your like five year old self this? Like, what do you think child Jamel would say to this? Or whenever you were at like the height of your commander's love.
2: I don't know, man. Maybe five year old me. Maybe I'll just get my nuts snipped off like a cat, <laughs> and maybe that would change all of this. Because I think it is. It does have something to do with the fact that I haven't been neutered.
0: I, I would love to meet that Jamel. I wish we could, we could everything everywhere all we at once. Get one, him on the pod that universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe he'll write in one day. Uh from the past. Okay. He does not uh, have quickly, any jerseys,
0: just all button up. Sorry, go ahead. That's no, nice. fine.
1: Uh, quickly, what I hated. I, I've come on here a few times uh, over the course of this season, and and hated on certain sports personalities. I mean Pat McAfee, you know, I ethered him. Uh, Chris Sims last week ended, his career, yeah, ended his career. Ended his career. And then this week, oh my God! I mean that Jags Chargers announcing booth between Tony Dungy. And Al Michaels, Al Michaels is seventy nine years old. Tony is damn near seventy himself. What a fucking snooze fest the entire really? game. And so, as I decide who I'm going to attack uh, of these people, I I select Tony Dungy because he had no business being there. Al Michaels, uh, you know, he's godfathered in. He he's made some amazing calls uh, in his life. So you type in Tony Dungy, and you immediately find out. He's the most publicly anti-gay person in the history of the NFL, raising money to fight against same-sex marriage, uh, saying he wouldn't have accepted a gay player on his team when he was a coach, citing major distractions. And so it's just a treasure trove of bigotry. And I was like, okay, you know, I know you can do this with almost any NFL personality; is just Google their name and find some bullshit out about them. But this was one that Tony Dungy had uh, had evaded my knowledge for a very long time. So uh, last night we watched Bucks Cowboys. Uh, We have Carl Nassib on the field. It's not a story. No one gives a shit. So Tony, not a distraction whatsoever. Get over yourself. And uh, not only is he a terrible announcer, seemingly a terrible person. um, I know he had a lot of public sympathy for some terrible thing that happened to him in the past that we will not bring up. And I do feel bad for him about that, (laughs) but seems like otherwise Tony has a lot of shit to figure out, and he's closing in on the end of his life. So it's time to start uh, talking to your God, Tony.
0: Now, what's just just a side note? What's going on over there? Are you sitting on a barrel or something? It sounds like you're like rolling on something. Maybe it's. Oh, I don't know. Well, either way, (laughs) I love the dark Tony Dungy takes because it's not. Everybody else on the internet is like, he was boring. What a what a dull guy. And it's like, nope. Turns out he's a fucking monster. And everything yeah. bad
3: happened to him. He deserved it. He's actually Ooh. evil.
1: It's not just boring. He's evil.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's the that is it's the, like extra the worst mad. kind of evil. It's like banal, you know. Yeah. yeah. The, he is. He's a Mangala. Uh,
2: <laughs> Bring back Dennis Miller. The right kind of evil. Yes. yes. A little spice. Yes. He I did bo- fall asleep. Uh, I actually went to bed during that. I game. I did too. Was, I fell asleep I as well. Rust.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't go to bed. I was just watching on the couch, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice. I can like take a little nap during the game." They were up twenty-seven, nothing. I was like, "Okay, well, whatever." And then I woke up, and it was twenty. It was like twenty thirty, and I was like, "Oh, okay. It, when did this happen?" Like, but I had no idea because there's no, you know raising volume or excitement or passion in any of the calls. So I was just out.
1: (laughs) Not even the game winning field goal. They were just like, it's up and through the uprights. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about uh, wild card weekend a little bit more in depth. Uh, Who is your wild card from wild card weekend? Who stood out? Who did some crazy shit? Who do you want to talk about? Danny? Hit
0: us. I I think I got the most obvious one here. Uh, Brett Maher. He was wow. he made that <laughs> he made that game watchable. Honestly, he was the wild, He was the straw that stirred that drink for me. I was able to watch the entire game just going off of what was going to happen with that dude. He was doing everything a kicker can possibly do to keep a game close and entertaining. And entertaining because <laughs> I mean. By the second half, it was clear the the Bucs were just plain awful. They were just done. So the whole drama of the game was, will McCarthy give this guy another chance? I I was rooting for the Cowboys to keep scoring just so we could see what he would do. And McCarthy did keep giving him a chance. I get saying, like, look, we're winning comfortably. Let's let the guy get some confidence back. That's something you do between misses two and three. There should not be a miss number four. I'd, honest, I'd almost say McCarthy's the wild card for trotting him out there over and over again because let's not forget, he did kick yet another one at the very end, which was good. So he had five total kicks that he was allowed after missing the first four. That seems insane. Yeah. And how does that really help with your confidence? Like, does it, is, is Brett Maher like, hey, guys, don't worry. I figured everything out on kick number five. We're all set for next week. They said, he, they said he got the yips. Here's my theory. Brett Maher is one of a dozen sleeper agents that Tom Brady has around the league. And they, <laughs> help, they help keep his career going. Kickers, refs, D Ford, Roger Goodell. Whenever Brady's in a bind and it looks like it's over, he activates one of these guys to help him win the game. But now he can't even keep a game close enough to cheat. So he might actually really be done.
1: That's fantastic.
0: I mean, you saw him on the, like, he, those last couple of drives when it was clear the game was mathematically over and he was still giving it his all, he can't give up. He cannot, he can't just admit defeat. He can't let go.
3: Did you see the, the tackle that he tried to make on the one interception where he like tried to tackle them and then just like slid with his feet forward into them? Like, I was like, what, have you ever tackled before in your entire life, bro? Like, probably not
0: child of privilege
2: yeah <laughs> my her missing though the, after the when they put the camera on him after the third miss because it was when the cowboys got into the red zone yeah I know what you they want, did yeah. a close up on it <laughs> it was funnier than like whole I think you should leave sketches <laughs> 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 two seconds of footage Dak was losing his mind. He was like, go
1: for fucking two. You can see him screaming and being held
0: back. (laughs) Now, someone on the internet did make a great point that like, I didn't see Brett Maher screaming after every Dak interception during the regular season. (laughs) Fair, fair. Super
1: fair. Um, Aaron, who's your wild card?
3: Um, My wild card is uh, Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, because he had an interesting day in that he won a challenge for the first time all season, I think really surprising. There was a good shot of him throwing the flag down and then Stefan Diggs just like fist pumping in the air, like at the end of the breakfast club. Um, So that was really great for him. And I was happy. But then in the second half, McDermott decided to use two of the bills timeouts in like the most chaotic times and unnecessary times possible where there was one, you know, it was it was a timeout before. It was like third and long or something for the Dolphins. The Bills stopped them, and then but they had to, like, redo the down because he had called timeout before. So it felt like the two times that he called the timeouts, the Bills already made the play, and there didn't really seem to be a point from a game management standpoint of why are you using these timeouts right now? Truly a wild card. Why are you using these timeouts <laughs> at these seemingly not important times where, and, you know, I was already thinking towards the end of, like, the Dolphins are going to score another field goal. They're going to tie it. The Bills are going to have to win it on the last drive of the game, whatever. We're going to need the timeouts. I mean, maybe McDermott was just playing, like, 40 chess, and he knew that the Bills weren't going to need those timeouts, and it was just doing it to, like, mess with the Dolphins somehow. But seemi- seemingly no reason for using the timeouts when he did, and it backfired both times. Um, so he is my wild card of wild card weekend.
0: You know, I, I think – I've decided there's just no such thing as 4D chess. I think every, there's no, <laughs> nobody's smarter than anybody. It doesn't exist. Trust, I'm trusting the process, Sean. Yeah. Just people getting lucky and unlucky, I think is the, all it is.
1: Yeah. I, th- Aaron, you have identified something great though. A coach calling a timeout that's right before a play starts. So you get to see the play play out and then something happens good for your team And it's just the most infuriating
3: It's like, what was the point of that? Like, 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 trust your guys. I don't know. It was so frustrating. Of the many frustrating things that happened on Sunday. Oh, Sean. Um,
2: Jamel, wild card. Hit us. Head coach of the Giants, Brian Daybold. Just a joy to watch from the sideline. (laughs) And uh, a manic. Like, really wild. Like, one second he is screaming at somebody at the top of his lungs, and the next second he's the most calm guy you ever seen. He just got his sandwich at the deli. <laughs> totally different vibes. I saw, like three times he would be there would be shots of him just like what the fucking fuck are you doing? What the fuck? I fuck. And then he would turn around and see Daniel Jones and be like, "You all right? You okay? You good? You need a juice? You're doing Isn't great." It nice out there. that like
3: like head coaches can emote now because I feel like. Because of Bill Belichick and because of like that era or whatever, the thing was just for your head coach to not give you anything, no personality, no emotion, uh, just just absolutely straight face in every time. And now I feel like we have grown as a society where we can see grown men process their emotions in real time. Good and bad. So it is he is a joy to watch and see his emotions play out in real time.
2: He was There's yelling, and it was New York-style yelling where he would yeah. yell so much that his chain would pop out of his uh, <laughs> coach pullover.
0: He does look like one of Tony Soprano's guys sometimes. That's on the what I'm of. saying.
2: It's pretty good TV.
0: Um,
1: All right, my wild card was Trevor Lawrence. I mean, a tale of two halves. You have a guy <laughs> just hilariously and comically throwing interceptions every attempt. Seemingly he was the bill Maher of the Saturday games, bill but Maher. only in the first half, second half, he is scorched earth trying to get the entire chargers coaching staff fired, uh, and does lead this hilarious comeback. Um, him and Doug Peterson being paired up is just a great duo. Like he's everything. Carson Wentz was not, um, and then to top it all off, Video footage emerges of Trevor Lawrence late night at the Waffle House Mm -hmm. celebrating (laughs) with his friends. Pretty good. And that level of cool confidence and comfort should strike fear into the heart of Danny (laughs) Solomon. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence is bringing his psychotic behavior. I read an article this morning. Trevor Lawrence eats two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every morning to start his day.
3: Whoa. Love that for him.
0: He's bringing that energy
1: to KC and you should be terrified.
0: Well, that's true. Patrick Mahomes never eats fast food. And uh, actually the man brought a Whataburger to Kansas city. This is not even a comparison. The Waffle House thing, so overrated. A guy could have walked into any fucking restaurant and everybody would have been like, this guy's a fucking boss. He eats like us. Like us fucking idiots who are fans of the team. <laughs> like, what did he really do?
2: You better watch out. He had a
3: waffle. Yeah, he's, he's coming.
0: Yeah, I had a peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich earlier, too. <laughs> Is that cool? How come I don't get points for that?
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Uh Aaron. Uh, Tell us where we can uh, follow you for the rest of the playoffs and leave us with a Bills prediction, please.
3: Um, You can follow me on Twitter um, at BailAaron32. You can also listen to last Friday's episode of ESPN Daily, which was all about the origin of Bills Mafia and where that term came from is a deep dive investigation that I have been pitching for several years. So that's finally out in the world. Um, Bills prediction... (laughs) It's it's hard, right? Because I feel like everyone wants this game to be close. Everyone wants it to be a shootout. Everyone wants it to be, you know, 48 to 50 or whatever, just insane touchdown numbers. But part of me feels like it, it's, it's not going to be that close, knowing how close both of their Bengals and Bills games were this past weekend. Um, it's fun, too, because I don't know what kind of pain I'm in for. You know what I mean? Like That's the fun thing about being a Bills fan every year is you don't know what the what the new kind of pain is. We didn't know that we were going to get 13 seconds, and now that is just like a part of the scar tissue on my heart. So this is just a new opportunity for that. So um, prediction is there will be some type of pain. I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills are going to win. Um, a painful
1: victory. I try to enjoy both, it when they both do. Both of the just thoughts, they fun. can exist.
3: They, I can hold these two ideas in my brain at the same time. I think I'm going to be in pain, but I think the Bills are also going to win. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's just all I got.
2: Just be safe out there, man.
3: <laughs> uh, I'll try. I didn't go to the floor at all yesterday or at all on Sunday. Um, that's usually the true sign that I am mentally unwell is if I'm like laying on the floor during the game. I was just kind of crouching on Sunday, just kind of hiding behind the couch a little bit, standing for most of it. But I didn't go full floor mode. So, you know, it's growth. We'll see if that happens on Sunday. I might have to go full form mode, but, you know, that's why they play the game.
1: Aaron Vale, thank you for joining. Thank you for continuing to share your Bills journey straight (laughs) to hell with us uh, over the years. Uh, We're rooting for you. We want Bills uh, Chiefs, so go Bills.
3: Thanks, guys. I do, too. Uh, Go Bills.
1: Eight teams left. We're down to the Elite Eight. Divisional round playoffs, arguably the most fun football weekend. I mean, the championship Sunday is the two best games, but this one we get four really good games. Like Chef's Kiss games. I I like all of these games. Um last week, Danny and Jamel went five and one. Um I went three and three. I've fallen behind in the picks. Danny is now out ahead. At 166, 109 and 2. I'm two behind. 164, 108, and 2. Jamel creeping. He's creeping back up there if he if he'd make some curveball picks and everybody else uh, falters.
2: He's at 165,
1: 115, and two. The so chargers can tough. go to hell.
2: Je- hey, I want everybody fired. I want them all sent to the fucking glue factory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I mean, Jamel's. Could have gotten six and oh easily if the chargers just don't charge. So
2: unbelievable uh bad break for you there. I mean, you have to
0: expect the Chargers to charge, though.
2: I should have expected it. That's I blame myself more than the Chargers for sure. But I knew that no matter what I did, I was gonna tie with Danny. This I've been tying with Danny for like six straight weeks. I can't get away from this guy.
0: Welcome. Welcome. And I hope you have $50 to put into a Benny Hanna gift certificate.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, It's like Star Wars when they got the fucking, when they in the fucking doing the dog fights. It's like, I can't shake him. But instead of me getting my shit blown up, I just buy you a gift card. Mm.
0: That's, yeah. Some may say that's worse because at least you don't live to see the humiliation.
2: Yeah, it's true. I, I would much rather die in a space explosion.
1: Uh, Saturday games, 1.30 p.m. Jags at Chiefs.
0: one first sentence. game
1: of
2: the weekend. <laughs> one sentence. One. Can, we get, can it have a comma in it? Comma. Right. This is going to be a blowout.
1: <laughs> I I feel similarly confident in uh, in my game as well. I'd like to know why you think this. Uh, this these teams haven't played for... When's the last time... It was, I I can remember a Jags chiefs matchup week
0: 10 has week 10 sound to you. We beat (laughs) the tar out of these boys. It was 27, 10 in the fourth quarter. We let up off the gas a little bit. We were up 20 to nothing, basically going into the last minute of the second half. And then there was like a muffed punt sort of deal or a muffed kick led to a a score on their part, and they kind of made it look respectable. It was not respectable. They couldn't handle Patrick Mahomes at all. Andy Reid knew everything Doug Peterson was thinking except for the opening kickoff on Sider that that Peterson pulled. That was the only time he got one over on Andy. That's not going to happen again. How are you getting points, Jags? How are you going to keep up? It ain't going to happen.
2: Well
1: something must have happened in that game because they lose bringing their record to three and seven. And then they turn their entire season around after that chiefs game. So I don't know what they figured out there or what confidence they gained, but last time they left Arrowhead, they could have just packed it in and said, all right, that's a nice season. We're three and seven. We're the Jags. We suck. But something about that game made them realize, Hey, actually let's go back to Arrowhead in the playoffs and uh, get another ch- uh, crack at this thing. There, so, Danny, there is nothing about this Jaguars team that concerns you. No big balls, dug, weird onside kicks, special team trick plays, Trevor Lawrence uh, making the leap.
0: I mean, if you want to look at some of these games that the Jags won after the Chiefs game, I mean, the Ravens, the Tyler Huntley Ravens, they lose to Li- the Lions, play the Titans twice, they're garbage. They beat the Cowboys in overtime. I'll give them that one. Maybe that's good. And then it's Jets, Texans after that, Titans again. You know, these, these aren't Chiefs-level teams that they're going up against. I, I just think Andy Reid off the bye at home, Jaguars traveling. They don't have that Waffle House heat that keeps Trevor Lawrence going. There's not a Waffle House to be found in Kansas City. Or actually there is. They just opened one. In Lenexa, Kansas, so my bad on that. Ooh. But he ain't going to that one. He is going on a plane back to Jacksonville to watch the AFC championship game. Or maybe he can fly out to New Orleans and watch us live. Uh, Christian weekend.
1: Kirk in that in that game. Nine receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Look, and look, we're hyping up the, the Jags offense. They're going to have to do anything they can to keep up with the Chiefs offense, as we know. I would expect the Chiefs to put up at least four or five touchdowns, like minimum. So,
0: and we bottled up Travis Etienne in that game. I think that's the strategy. You know, keep that one guy who's just so fast and elusive and dynamic, keep that guy in check. And then, you know, if Marvin Jones catches a 40 yard touchdown, so be it. Patrick Mahomes will just get that one right back.
2: Seems like there's an advantage on special teams.
0: Sure. Our special teams. Yes, that is fair.
2: You know, who knows? But yeah, I mean, duh. Chiefs probably win. They should win.
0: I mean, we saw Brett Maher miss four straight kicks and the Cowboys still blew him out by 25 points. You know, special teams don't mean shit. Let's face it.
1: Um, And we're past the Andy Reid choking in the playoffs narrative, right? Like that's that's done.
0: I mean he's he's definitely better since Patrick Mahomes showed up. And maybe maybe you could call the Bengals a choke. Maybe you can call the I don't know, the the Pats loss or the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Those like you can see the circumstances around those not really being Andy those aren't Reed's chokes. fault. Yeah. So the last getting... choke
1: was the Titans uh loss in the playoffs. And, and so that's, that's the Alex last Smith. one. I...
0: That's Alex Smith. That's on him. I curse that guy forever. <laughs> Now he's the best, but you know he got what he deserved—a compound fracture in his leg. That's about right.
1: Damn! Can you set the scene? Uh, how you're going to be watching this game? How you're going to be enjoying?
0: I actually want to watch this one in the privacy of my own home, around yep. no one. I don't even want my wife to be there, but unfortunately, she has to witness the ups and downs of every football game because she's also become a fan of the Chiefs, and now she's starting to become a chip off the old block and getting as pissed off as me as me at like bad calls and dumb fourth and two plays that, that that for some reason, Andy, if I'm going to say anything negative about him, he likes to throw on fourth and one, fourth and two, third and one, third and two. He puts us in in a bad spot. You can just run the ball, man. We get it. You're smart.
1: Do you have to conjure some sort of hatred for the Jags? Or is this just kind of, it's the divisional round. You're in our way. Well, we're just making it to the next game.
0: I mean, maybe this is a debate that we can have about when we watch our own teams, when you feel like your team is just a lock. Do you just fear the fear? Like, do you just fear that something bad will happen because you're so confident? Like, you know, why does that make any difference? But sometimes you feel a little something. It's just like, it's the Jaguars. What are we talking about? The Jacksonville Uh, Jaguars
1: out, do you have uh, your two cents on this game and who are you picking to win?
2: Actually, I don't. The only thing I want to say about this game is um, I I feel like, um, is like aesthetically, this isn't going to be a fun game to watch. Like it's the early game and Arrowhead's going to be like half in the shade. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like that bright red versus just like straight white. The Jags are going to come out in the dumb white and black uniforms. That make me think of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, Martin Luther King Day uniforms. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about Martin Luther King getting shot by the FBI. And then you're like, I
1: shouldn't even watch football anymore.
2: Exactly. Something about those color combos just makes me think of like past atrocities. Most certainly.
0: I, uh, that's the first thing you think of when you see Chiefs Jags on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> the death of Martin Luther King Jr. I totally agree. Um, I don't like Arrowhead in the daytime. Honestly, I don't like. It gets very overcast. It looks ugly during these early playoff games. But what yeah. it does set us up real nice for is the Bills Chiefs in Atlanta in the Dome night game. It's going to be so beautiful. Who gets yeah, the home me. unis in that one? By the way, is it us? I think might they be, a coin, to might be a coin. Might be a coin flip. It's I red versus like blue. That.
1: So it looks like it's gonna be just kind of mild thirty degrees, not freezing cold, no rain or snow um More. okay I, you know I'm picking More. the chiefs. chiefs i I'd love to have some sort of jags zag, but no, this is a chiefs win
2: I mean the only thing that the chiefs could do wrong is uh be winning by too much in the first half, yeah, and let's slow just it kind down of fall asleep.
0: Slow it down in the second half. Get ready for Buffalo. God, this is going to look bad if we lose. I I do not want to be doing a live show in New Orleans, having to cover the fucking Jaguars. Please, Lord, let that not happen. I'd rather get COVID.
1: I had a similar thing when the Eagles had already uh, went to the Super Bowl and it was going to be the Patriots or the Jags, and the Jags almost beat the Pats in the AFC Championship, mm. it would have felt like a fraudulent Super Bowl win. Like, oh, you beat the Jags? Who gives a fuck? But thank- thankfully, we got the, the Tom Brady Patriots to, to beat. Um, okay, I'm picking the Chiefs. The only way the Jags stand a chance in this is if Patrick Mahomes, you know, breaks his arm in half uh, in the first quarter.
0: Well, Jesus. Jesus Christ, Sorry. man. Um, Okay, moving on.
1: Saturday night game, prime time, 5.15 p.m. Giants at Eagles. I feel like you just described Danny. I feel extremely confident. Um, I welcome Daniel Jones. Uh, I I know he's uh, Michael Vick uh, combined with Dan Marino at this point, according to uh, the media, but he does not scare me. Uh, We have owned the Giants for the last... As long as I can remember, honestly, like we always beat this team. That's where the fear comes in, where it's this shit. This is who I wanted, by the way. I wanted to play the Giants. I didn't give a fuck that they look good against the Vikings. Saquon looks amazing. I am scared of him. The receivers suck. Daniel Jones can't throw the ball very well. So if you just don't let him scramble for 100 yards, I I feel pretty good about this.
2: He doesn't look great throwing in the middle of the field. Everything he completed was to the sideline, Slayton coming on some crosses. But he it seems like he doesn't really know how to work the middle of the field. But he can also run for like 80 plus a game. The guy's got wheels. Danny Dimes. He happens to have wheels.
0: Danny W. Dimes. He looked immaculate out there.
1: I mean, come and- on. You know, I don't know if you guys uh, keep this in mind that the Giants started like seven and zero or eight and zero, and we all were like, okay, they're going to come back down to earth. So the back half of their season, they've been like two six and one or some shit. So they are not exactly on fire, but in, by any means, yeah, yes, they beat winning a.
2: Winning in Minnesota, that's hey, that, yeah. record. I'm not taking season. that away from them.
1: I'm not convincing, taking that as a big I win.
2: Pretty convincing win. I know it was a
0: close game, but they kind Brian of Dable, felt like they had it in hand. Dable yeah. might
1: be coach of the year. Um, I think coach of
0: the year. At uh, least baby of the year. He looks like a big baby. Uh,
1: this game has happened twice already. Uh, obviously, the first one, 48 to 22 Eagles. Mm-hmm. This is when both teams were at full strength. Um,
0: yeah, well, that's a great question about Jalen Hurts is how full, is he strength, at full strength is he going to um, Because we saw half strength, no bueno.
1: That was also a very vanilla kind of offense that we did not do everything we'd normally would do in that game defensively and offensively. We were playing Philly special 10
0: times in a row. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: So that second game, uh, what we, what was the score there? I I believe it was 22 to 16 Eagles. So kind of a shit your pants at the end, even though it wasn't that close. I think we were winning 19 to zero at some point. So, you know, we let them back into the game, but basically we've controlled the giants both times, that they've played. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, will be fully unleashed, ready to get freaky in the open field, as he likes to say. They're not going to hold anything back. Lane Johnson will be back. This team is as healthy as you can ask for coming into a playoff game. Um, I would be sh- stunned. I Truly stunned. I would feel like you would feel if the Jags beat the Chiefs. I know everybody likes this Giants team a little more.
2: This is different, dude. This is a division opponent. You know these division games. This is the best division in football history, Dan. It is. You guys have three teams in the divisional round.
0: I.
1: It's just everything on paper says Eagles. I mean, this home crowd going to be going insane. This is Eli Manning reincarnated. We always beat Eli Manning in big games. Eli's going to the game. I don't know if you saw that story. He is. He's, he vowed when he retired he would never return to Lincoln Financial Field. And he's reneged on that promise and said he will now go to support the Daniel Jones Giants. It's
0: a I bad like, omen. I like it. I like the juice it brings. For sure. Danny's going to see his man, his spiritual counterpart in the stands. And he's going to go, you know, Super Bowl against Tom Brady mode. Danny Dimes. Uh,
1: the only uh, fear coming into this game is the blind. The, the giants are not afraid to blitz the living shit out of Jalen hurts. And that is the one thing he struggles with is when you put pressure on him, that is where he, he puts his eyes down. He does not continue looking downfield. So he wants to run in that. And if you can trap him, you know, that's just kind of what they did in this last game. Cause he didn't want to run either in the week 18 game. So if they, Just go balls to the wall, blitzes all game. You know, you got to like the one-on-ones with A.J. Brown.
0: What is going on? I mean, you can't can't give this stuff away for free. You can't tell the people how to beat your team. This is why I only say nice things about the Chiefs. I never talk about any of their flaws.
1: Brian Dable was the quarterback's coach at Alabama when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback there. They know each other really well. Mm -hmm. And Dable is the one who wanted to bench Hurts for Tua. And that's why Hertz transferred away from Alabama. So they have a history. That's um, insane. And Dable knows, or at least he thinks he knows, how to uh, get to Hertz or what some of his flaws are. So, you know, I am, I do think the Giants' game plan defensively is going to be aggressive. And if the Eagles aren't ready for that, it'll be an indictment on the Eagles' coaching staff because it seems clear that's what they're going to do.
2: I mean, I think this game is as much about Saquon as it is hurts. Saquon looks he looks right he and does. he looks he looks right at the right time.
0: The beauty of this is that we're in the playoffs now. We're in the divisional round too, a respectable round. We don't have to worry about keeping a game close. We don't have to worry about letting a team no. back in. We're, you know, you're not thinking the pundits are going to slam you because you, uh, you know, let the you took the Texans to overtime in week 15, and now everybody's like, are they really as good as? But that conversation's all over. A game can be as close as you want. The stress is gone. You're in the playoffs now. Win by half a point, and you still win. So, if you think you got one points worth of an advantage over the Giants, then you'll probably win the game and there's nothing to fear. And because I know you're picking the Eagles, I'm picking the Eagles. Okay,
1: I am picking the Eagles. I think uh, we've proven time and time again we're better than this Giants team. Jamel Johnson.
2: This is interesting. I've been riding the Giants for about half a decade. And this is the first Giants team That actually made me sound like I knew what I was talking about. I mean, I'm picking the Giants just because I'm behind and I really (laughs) want to come in second.
0: This might get You might take uh, this all the way to the Super Bowl.
2: Who knows?
1: Okay. Jamal's got the Giants. I am picking the Eagles. El Gigante. Um, You know, I will be watching this game in Riverside with my family. Uh, We will be singing the Eagles fight song endlessly. All night as we just rain down hell on this beloved Giants team. Somehow, fucking media darling. Okay, Sunday games. A nice high noon, twelve p.m. start. Bengals at Bills. These Sunday games, I would even argue. I, I know our teams are involved on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Both these Sunday games are fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to be kicking my feet up, not worrying about what the Chiefs are going to do because we've come off a thirty-point win and we can just really watch some interesting football.
1: Bengals, not that impressive uh, in that Ravens game. I know, as Jamal pointed out, uh, divisional games are strange, especially in the playoffs, but they only scored like 17 points. They had a, a long touchdown return on that Huntley, QB, whatever the fuck it was that ruined the Ravens'
2: chances. Um, Bro, but- I but can I just say one thing? I had Joe Burrow throwing two touchdowns and the one that they took from him in the second half and reviewed, cause the guy went out at the half yard line. Yep. These are the things that remind me that all of this shit is rigged. And there were, there were, there was someone in the ref's headset who told them the over had to be. It is the only explanation. It's the only reason they even allowed reviews was for sports gambling. Facts.
1: Danny, who do you want to win this game? You know, pres- you know let's presume that the Chiefs advance. Do you want to host a game at Arrowhead against the Bengals and get that rematch? Or do you rather go to Atlanta and do the Bills?
0: I think I made it pretty clear that I love this Atlanta game. I love the aesthetics of it. I love the idea of Patrick Mahomes finally in a dome. In the playoffs, I really, I you know, Arrowhead's great. Arrowhead's a fun little advantage. It's not that much of an advantage. Sometimes we lose at Arrowhead. I've seen it enough times recently. It's not something that either team isn't used to playing in cold weather. So there's really nothing there. I'm not going to go to the game. I'd actually be more likely to go to Atlanta. We're at least closer in New Orleans. We could maybe drive up during the, I don't know how it would work logistically. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. But still, just the feeling that Patrick Mahomes is close, I would prefer that. And I'd prefer the Bills team. I think we can beat the Bills without Von Miller. I worry a little bit more about the Bengals and just Joe Burrow doing some elusive bullshit. And their defense is not good statistically, but they come up with big plays, especially against us. I want the Bills to win. Unfortunately, I think the Bengals are going to win. Are you picking the Bengals? Let's let's see how this conversation progresses. But, <laughs> but I'm leaning.
1: Okay. Uh, do you think Demar Hamlin uh, is in attendance of this game? He was not at last week's uh, wild card game, but it seems like he is um, recovering amazingly and is potentially going to go out there and lead the team out onto the field, which would just be very hard to overcome.
0: Look, I say this in the in the most uh, the utmost of respectful manners to DeMar Hamlin and the situation that brought us to even talk about him coming to the game like this. It would be malpractice of him if he is fully healthy or healthy enough to be there to not be there because he knows the juice he can bring. Him being there at the stadium, fans going nuts, they need that, that energy to beat the Bengals. I hope they do. I hope he shows.
2: I mean, yeah, I guess that was the deal. I was wondering what was going on with the Bills against the Dolphins, and I had kind of assumed that DeMar was there. I was like, DeMar's there, and they're playing like this? But he wasn't there at all.
0: He wasn't there, and it still worked. Yeah, I mean, if he's physically there, get out of here. The Bills will find a way.
2: It's a, yeah, it's a tough one to call because, like, I, I also believe in, like, um, if you win a game that you played bad in, the next game you're going to be amazing. It's like – um a little cheat code. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little cheat code. But both teams kind of did this. Also, this is
1: the, the best quarterback matchup of the weekend. Most of the other quarterback matchups aren't great. I mean, Mahomes, Lawrence. Lawrence That's is interesting, but good he's one, not isn't. on – an elite level of quarterback play. Yeah. He might one pick.
2: He might. He's, number if he, one pick though, he's, he's supposed
1: keeps, to get there, but he's not there yet. This could can, be the, the game.
0: Yeah. Keep this game uh, close and you might be top, top seven.
1: Jones hurts. I mean, I'm not giving Daniel Jones that sort of respect quite yet. Um, Bias. And then Purdy Prescott.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's the bottom.
1: Thanks. So, uh, burrow, Josh Allen, this is the quarterback matchup. So this game will be really fun. You think the offenses are both going to be humming and the, moving problem the ball out.
0: The Bengals have is they have no offensive linemen. It, they keep bad. losing guys. Really I don't know if the Bills defense can take advantage of that situation anymore. If Von Miller was here, I mean, this would be a route. This would be a blowout. It'd be a, a real fun game to watch, actually, just to see Joe Burrow just get his ass handed to him, play after play. But it's kind of a bad Bills defense lately that he's going up against. Kind of not what was advertised. So it's really just a matter of like, who played bad next week that's going to be fine this week? And once Jamel picks, then I will say who I'm feeling. (laughs) Jamel, who you got?
1: Ah! I am selecting the bills as well.
0: Thank you for doing that. Uh, I am going to select the bills. I think just wow. because See, I want, this I think you're happen.
1: playing a little bit of defense right now. Danny. I'm allowed to, of course I, you, he is.
0: I didn't tell you to pick first. I said, Jamel can pick. And okay. Then I well, was Danny, say,
1: we'll, we'll, well, so we all pick the bills. Okay. Sunday, three 30 PM Cowboys at Niners. You got to nail. He will tell too. us who's he's picking first. And then, uh, We'll all select later, but we can talk about the game.
0: first. Well, we can talk um, about the San Francisco 49ers winning this game. I'm fine with being, I'm confident about this one more so than, than probably any of the games we've already talked about. I would say so this are... is the most confident I feel about an outcome. Niners. At That's home. interesting. Brock Purdy looks good. We can make fun of him for He's not plays. A name. He is making plays. I don't, th- Throw Trey Lance in the garbage. Trade him to the Raiders or whoever needs to trade him to the Colts, whoever thinks they can fix Trey Lance. The guy's getting hurt and he didn't look that great out on the field. He definitely doesn't look as good as Brock Purdy's looked and you don't even need Brock Purdy to be good. The fact that he's good is icing on the Christian McCaffrey Sunday. Is that how Sundays work? They're iced. Point is they got a great offense and they got a great defense and the only team. They can beat the San Francisco 49ers are the Kansas City Chiefs. That's been proven.
1: That's outrageous. Um, I think that game, uh, that Seahawks-Niners game, closer than the final score was, I mean, the Seahawks are leading at halftime. They're going in to score, and then you get the strip sack uh, that would have tied the game uh, as they go into score, and then they just kind of, you know, they pitched a solid uh, seven innings or whatever. That was and they just not- got fucking rocked.
0: That was like when in the action movie where the villain gets shot and then as he's going down, he just with his last dying breath, he shoots the, the, the hero's friend or something. <laughs> you know, he's just like about to die and then gives him one like, I'm not going out without something. That's something respectable here. And that's all they had. The, so the Niners steamrolled them in the second half
1: you're not buying any Cowboys stock. You're just chalking that up to that. That bucks team was ass and eight
0: and nine and didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. We both know you're not buying any Cowboys stock. So what do you want? You're trying to convince me to buy them. I'm (laughs) entertaining the idea
1: of, of a Cowboys victory. One of these games is the Brock Purdy collapse. The Cowboys can score with this team. I think if this becomes a shootout, that's where the Niners get in some trouble actually. So, you know, do you think the Cowboys can move the ball? I do.
0: I definitely think they are capable of moving the ball. I just don't think they can move the ball more than the Niners can. We'll
2: see. And I the Niners did, defense like, is better. Yeah. And that's true. And I think the Niners offensive line is better. I just see Brock Purdy getting hit a lot in this game. Yeah. Trying to make plays and getting tagged. I
0: mean there was a great showing from that Cowboys defensive line, I'll give you that in this Bucks game, but the Bucks offensive line has been notoriously bad all season. They just had to like yeah. rip guys off the IR to play in this one game. They weren't fully healthy. I don't think the Niners really have that problem.
1: I will say Cowboys Niners playoffs matchups for teams that I don't aren't my team. This is about just about my favorite playoff matchup that you can get. I love a Cowboys Niners game. And I know Jamel saying uh, we're trapped in the nineties or whatever, but all the, every time they play, it's great.
2: Yeah. I uh see. This is one of those games. This is one of those games you would see in the nineties all the time. You'd be like, man,
0: fuck this. Yeah. Classic Quincy Carter V Jeff Garcia matchup,
2: but no. it's actually the perfect, it's the perfect color matchup. Yes. It is exact. Yin and Yang of sports colors. Do you
0: prefer the the whites or or colored jerseys in your in your neck of the woods? Is that how they say?
2: Do I prefer whites or coloreds? You know, just
0: say that. We'll clip it and uh, and we'll use it as a promo so people listen. Like for each for our
1: individual home teams or for this game?
0: Yes. Do you prefer whites or colored supremacy?
1: I. On my end, I like the the midnight green on the white pant. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, a solid look. I think I hope that's what we go with on
2: Saturday. I'm
0: a uh, I'm I'm a red tops, white bottoms guy. Some yeah. people try to say it's the all reds. Get out of here! with That
2: our, our best look is w- white tops, red bottoms.
0: That is a good look. I like your Her
2: maroon man, tops, uh, yellow bottoms.
0: I I do uh, like them, but they're not better.
2: They're not better, and we also never won in them shits.
0: And the Niners um, look immaculate in the in their red tops, white bottoms. Oh, nice. When they do the
1: 94 throwback too. It's unbelievable. It's
2: awesome. So that's the don't don't wrong, right there. Pierre Garçon used to look really good in the red top, yellow bottoms.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: Jamel, who do you see winning this
1: game? Danny is locked into his Niners pick.
2: I mean, it should be the Niners, but yeah, I'm I, I'm going with the Cowboys, my new favorite team in football. So history. you think you're going to see a Giants
1: headed to Dallas NFC championship game. Cowboys-Giants.
2: That is Jamel's prediction is Cowboys-Giants. <laughs> it's really a nasty business. But <laughs> I've, what I I've learned about gambling is also like I can't. I, you have to bet on what's going to make you sick to your stomach, and it is this game.
0: That's true. It does feel, though, that championship weekend, no matter how much intrigue all the other teams bring to the table, it just ends up shaking out to pretty much the four best teams. And I think that's kind of where we're at. Uh, And I
1: agree with you that the Niners are a better team than the Cowboys, but I am going to zag on this one, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this game. You have to solely is because of the Brock Purdy thing. I think this game turns into a shootout. I, you know, The Seahawks move the ball pretty well on this like vaunted Niners defense. So if the Cowboys can do that, Brock Purdy is going to have to be in high-pressure situations again and again and again. At some point, he's going to have to turn the ball over. That's just the, the law of football that me just watching it my whole life and thinking I have some understanding of it is that rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs suck. It just is what it is.
0: Well, but let's not pretend like Brock Purdy is the only reason you're picking the Cowboys. The reason you're really picking the Cowboys is because of the Buccaneers and the Ravens, who you picked and they lost. And now you're desperate. And you got to make up reasons why Brock Purdy's going to fold. He's, I mean, he's good enough to win. And what I love is the sweet, sweet irony that not only are you going to be handing over $50 into a gift card that's going straight to my to my account but also you're doing it by picking the cowboys in the playoffs well i think a a
1: very fun path for the eagles would be eliminate the giants eliminate eliminate the the cowboys Cowboys, that'd be crazy that's my dream playoffs. that'd be crazy is get the fuck out to both those teams that would make me So happy. Like, truly. So if Dallas wants to come to the play an NFC Championship game, if they can make it to come into Philly, I welcome that. So much fun. And both Cowboys-Eagles games this season, one of the teams had a backup quarterback each time. So we haven't seen these teams both at full strength. And I think a Cowboys-Eagles matchup would be quite delicious, scrumptious for when we're in New Orleans, all watching that game together. So... All we can do now is pray that both of our teams advance, so we can be excited instead of completely sad and hating football at that point. Um, so I'm Jamel and i are picking the Cowboys. Danny's on the Niners. Let's get into this week's mailbag. Beep, love mail. You've got mail every week. Fans from across the globe, write into Star We Love Football headquarters with thoughts questions concerns and we read three of them right now uh danny do you have a letter
0: i do and you'll never believe where it's from Hmm. the bottom of the bag oh but it is from a guy uh so here we go hey guys love the show this is jamal jensen head of marketing at ea sports wanted to write in to give your fans a special announcement regarding Madden 24, available August 2023. That news is that we've selected our cover star, and unfortunately, it's Jalen Hurts. It was a tough decision-making process since the clear best player in the league, Patrick Mahomes, has been on the cover too many times, and our usual mainstays, Rodgers and Brady, both suck now. We thought about up-and-comers like Burrow or Allen, but they kind of stank in the wildcard round, and it doesn't feel right anymore. We thought about a dominant non-QB like Justin Jefferson, but he had like 40 yards in his last three games. That wasn't good. Or a defensive player like Nick Bosa, but he only agreed to do it if he could hold up a photo of Hunter Biden's penis. So we finally decided, completely by default, that it should be Jalen Hurts. Congratulations, Dan. You're the only one who feels good about this. And hopefully we can bring back Pat in 2025 after he wins back-to-back Lombardis. Sign Jamal Jensen.
1: Uh, I love this. I welcome it. I want Jalen Hurts to get all of the attention and acclaim that he deserves. I want kids to see the cover and be like, I'm playing as the Eagles so I could be Hurts. That is awesome. So if that actually does play out, which I think you're on uh jo- Jamal I think you might be uh right about this I think that, it is uh, the only
0: way this goes and um you know it's a bummer it's a bummer for the kids of America
1: but the madden curse is dead now
0: right I think mm. Patrick Mahomes killed it once Madden the died right at, the yes. curse
1: was passed on to Tony Dungy
0: yeah it's like smile you have to you have to give it to someone else uh
2: uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it.
1: No, hey, that, congratulations! That make me give, I'll buy a system if he's on the on the cover.
2: Jamal Jansen, did he look like me with like a big, like fake mustache?
0: He's white, actually. He's a white whoa. man. Whoa, whoa!
2: <laughs> <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> white Jamal,
0: but he's like he's you know it, it's he's
2: like Russian. So it's, you oh, know. So I always knew this day would come. Yeah, he's like a oh, he's like that little that little dude. What's his name? Um, little Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's whatever <laughs> Slavic nation that guy is. He's from. the
2: guy. He's, he's the guy. Little Hezbollah's been fighting for the past few years.
0: I love that. Just weirdos, can, just like people who are just kind of interesting looking, can become celebrities now.
2: Yeah, yeah it is a good life
1: just you know trot him out to a uh, ringside at a boxing match and it's like cool
0: did you that see that guys here speaking of people who look funny did you see the guy who uh lost the slap battle finals or whatever the uh there was that big uh slap battle tournament and you just got the photo of the one guy who the entire left side of his face just <laughs> completely puffer fished and he looks like uh just his, his entire cheekbone is popping out of his
2: eyeball. Ugh, no. Was this in Vegas, though? I think I started to watch a video about it and didn't finish it.
0: Yeah, I think I think the uh, Vegas Wi-Fi sends you some weird shit on purpose. <laughs>
1: um. Okay, I have a letter here. I'm going to reach to the middle of the bag. Uh, this letter is from Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, he writes, he says, Hey, guys, love the show. Ever since the Cardinals fired me and I moved to Thailand, things have been working out great. I was sick of life in the NFL, but <laughs> I'm not through with football yet. And I've decided I'm starting my own team in Bangkok. We're the Bangkok Kingsburys, and we're going to be training around the clock to challenge the Cardinals to a football match on a neutral field in Seng Kong later this year. Good <laughs> luck scampering around that field, Kyler. The field's made entirely of snakes and scorpions. Signed, Cliff Keith Kingsbury. That's right. My initials are KKK.
2: Whoa. Hey. I don't know
1: why he included that.
2: He did <laughs> yeah. not have to tell us that. Spent has been a lot of that in the pod, mostly from me,
0: accidentally. Whites and coloreds, Nazi doctor. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's true, that's
2: true. Sorry. It's been a theme. Sorry, yeah. guys.
0: That's an early uh, story. It's not the sorry.
1: So, it, why did Cliff tell us he was going to Thailand? Like, why do I know Cliff Kingsbury is in Thailand right now, just avoiding football?
0: I, he was getting job offers. And I think, you know, Josina's right. on the phone. Somebody's trying to hit him up. And he's like, I'm not taking any job offers right now. I'm in Thailand with a big, butted, beautiful woman. I don't know if you saw that photo, but it was the <laughs> it was from his Instagram or something like that. It was uh, his wife, girlfriend, uh, partner for the night whoever it was, but she was a a very attractive woman. And the joke online was that, Hey, who wants to take the fucking Colts job when you've got this to look at?
2: Fair point. Uh, Jamal, do you have a letter? Yeah, yeah, guys. I got a big one this week. I got a letter from Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah. Finally. You were wondering where he was. He was at, sorry, we love football. Uh, Hey guys, big fan of the show. Glad I had an opportunity to finally write in. Now, I know a lot of people have been wondering where I was during my team's wild card loss. I know Michael Vick was wondering why I didn't put a boot on and go play football with a goddamn boot on. It's because I hate my job just like everyone else in America. This is a job. Yeah, it's football, and football is emotional, and you watch Remember the Titans once a month. But it is a job. And my job stinks. They keep asking me to work more hours, and they give me less and less shit to do my job. Imagine if you worked at Wendy's, and they were just like, hey, um, there's no spicy nuggets. There's no spicy nuggets for the rest of the year, and you knew... If you had to tell 10 straight people there wasn't Spicy Nuggets, you might have to fight a motherfucker at the drive-thru window. You might tell them you're sick today if that was you. Imagine working at GameStop and they were like, all right, there's no copies of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And you're supposed to go do your job? You're supposed to go tell people they only get to play some of the games? Fuck that. You're calling out. Why is playing quarterback the only job where you're not allowed to no call, no show? I think everybody gets a day off and I think I deserve it the most. And it wasn't no way in hell I was going to go play football with a knee brace on after I watched Robert Griffin III blow his knee up on TV and start liking white women. You never even thought about that. The knee injury caused him to like white women. There's way more problems that football causes us than you even realize. It doesn't even stop at CTE. So I took a night off. I'll see you guys next year on the jets.
0: Oh, that'd be great.
1: Breaking news here on the show. Uh, the, no, I, the no show, no call. Uh, that was a patented move by one of our, uh, former co coworkers at crash. Mm-hmm. where you just disappear for a few days and then you'll see pictures of him in the
2: mountains. Skiing, and you're just like, what up. the fuck? Yeah, and then just come back and be like, oh, yeah, I was, I was really sad.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he, he, was, he was in Zurich making a comedy video and then skiing, and then he comes back to his comedy job and doesn't work. Good. Uh, incredible
1: stuff. But yeah. I like that you're saying, Jamel, why can't uh, Lamar Jackson just be like the rest of us? It's just football, gang. It's just football. Uh, final thoughts on the week, Danny.
0: Uh, I'll just scare you with one little stat that I just found on the internet. Highest graded quarterbacks since week 13. Joe Burrow, 90.6. Daniel W. Dimes, second place, 89.2. This guy's hot, and he's coming right for you.
1: It's fine. I I welcome it. Uh, He's a fraud. I cannot wait to pull his pants down on primetime TV check for poop stains, and they're going to be there. There's going to be piss stains. There's going to be bloody shits. It's going to (laughs) be really bad down in his pants. telling you that right now. All right. Ooh. (laughs) My final thought is uh, the time for relaxing football is over. It's fucking game time, Danny. Our teams are in this. Let's go win this shit. I want Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl. That is what the show deserves. That is what we've been working towards. I don't know how I affect the outcome of any of this stuff, but tell me what I got to do, and I'm down to help. We might have to sacrifice Jamel.
2: That's cool. Jamel, final thoughts. Um, If you're in New Orleans or Louisiana or Mississippi or Alabama, come check us out at SDHQ, Sports Drink Headquarters, in New Orleans for Championship Sunday, come watch us. We're doing a watch party. It's gonna be fun. I'm giving away some stuff from the closet. We got. We, it's just gonna be a good ass time. And it's New Orleans, so everybody's gonna be hammered. And uh, oh, and stick around for us. The next week, where we'll be watching the Chiefs and Eagles in the Pro Bowl games.
1: <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. How I said dare that. you. I'm sorry. I was on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't plug the the live show earlier. Uh, Sorry we love football live. New Orleans, Championship Sunday. Be there.
0: Sorry we're going to have to sacrifice Jamel before then, but uh, you know what?
2: Yeah, I won't be there, but yeah. (laughs) Sorry.